We did a podcast. I meant to upload it. But then I got COVID over Christmas time. There'll be another podcast coming soon. But for now, enjoy the house of a Gucci and your soul. Here to watch the film later, but you know, sitting in the salubrious confines of the <laughs> Curzon Cinema in Hoxton. Welcome back to Erdiasor Italiano. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined this time by Zoe. Hello. Um, and we just saw Ridley Scott's, which we didn't know it was Ridley Scott's, House of Gucci. We did indeed. We're going to begin, as ever, with a round of one-line hot takes. Uh, Zoe, it's been a little while since you've been on the pod. Not since last Christmas, I would assume, right? Princess Switch 2. Switched again. Um, in this instance, as you may recall, you need to sum up your initial feelings or thoughts on the film in one sassy, one-line hot take. Oh. What have you got for me on House of Gucci? I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry on with what I said when we left, which yeah. was Paolo carried that film. Paolo did carry that film and also was Jared Leto. And also, yeah, and was also Jared Leto. Which we, we did, did not, not clock, know. didn't clock. You Phenomenal. Know. Um, and for my one-line hot take, um, oh, there's such a lot of film. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. There's a lot of this film. Like it's It was a, very long. Yeah, but not like in a bad No, not way. a bad way. Just in a... In a long way. Yeah, there was just an awful lot of it that just kept happening. Uh, <laughs> wow, really selling this. Um, they, they had a lot of wardrobe they wanted to demonstrate, They did, I think. they did. You know, a film about fashion? Well, why not? Yeah. Um, so I guess, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to move the podcast away from, like, the thing of doing a full plot recount. Yeah, just because, that's fine. in my opinion, it just drags the pacing out, unless the plot is, one, mental. Or it's a film that no one can see anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the, the Aquaman podcast would not have been the same if we didn't spend entirely an hour and a half just recounting the plot, which well, is almost the I, length of the film. I think also this plot is probably a little bit long to explain. Yeah, that would be strapping in for like a full hour-long mm. podcast just of us saying, okay, and then he goes to her and says, I want to have a line on my clothes. Um, so basically this plot follows the House of Gucci, the famous fashion house, um wherein uh, Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. playing uh, Patrizia Reggiani, is a you know working-class girl whose dad owns a truck company, mm-hmm. um, who happens to meet the handsome and de- debonair Adam Driver, um, Maurizio Gucci, at a fancy party that she gets into with an unnamed, possibly gay man in a mask. Yes. Um, never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. Max, he got me in. <laughs> and they forge a romance. They Well, no, I think the accurate thing is... Lady Gaga then stalks Adam Driver. Just a bit. A bit. And... <laughs> oh. We are adding to the podcast. Oh, we're good. <laughs> that was the... We're getting bogged down in a recount of the plot alarm. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise is she marries into this um, exclusive family and yes. it, then it's about the various power plays between different members of the Gucci family culminating in none of them getting Basically what they just want. everyone screwing each other over. Yeah, like like a, it's a bucket of crabs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolute big giant bucket of very well-dressed crabs. <laughs> um, so, um this film is like two no two and a half maybe no wait we what time did we uh, get out? We came out at around sort of 20 to 6 and so it's two hours the film minutes. yeah started yeah. pretty much dead on two. Yeah, no, three. Started at three. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so like two hours, 50 minutes. There's a lot in here. Um, I think the best way to approach this would be to talk about it in terms of characters. Yeah. Because for a long film, there's not actually that many characters. There's We'll just run down the cast. Um, 
Patrizia, played by Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Maurizio, played by Adam Driver, Paolo, played by Jared Leto, inexplicably. Apparently. <laughs> Aldo, played by Al Pacino, uh, Rodolfo, played by Jeremy Irons. Uh, fuck, there's another one, isn't there? Who have I forgotten? I have no idea. Like, for me, there's a whole bunch of old Italian men in this film. Domenico, the lawyer who was played by, I thought was Jared Leto, but was not Jared Leto. Fake Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah, you know, Jared Leto query? Like, <laughs> is he doubling up roles? He's all like, um, you know, uh, Ridley, I'm already wearing the old man makeup, yeah. so I could just, you know, be another character. I don't know what Jared Leto's voice sounds like. I, I stand by EJ's joke of secretly everyone was played by Jared Leto. <laughs> So I think, in terms of performances, because so you said Reece, on before we came here, you'd seen um, A Star Is Born. Um, no, I started it. Right. And then disliked Bradley Cooper. Yeah, basically. Um, but again, your friend EJ informed me that um, They're he your friend too. actually <laughs> directed or took part in the production side of it. Yes. And so then, obviously, cast himself as the main character. I mean, wouldn't you? You yeah. get to have a sexy romance with Lady <laughs> with Gaga. With Lady Gaga, and I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. And then has a bit where he pisses himself on stage in that movie. Oh no! Didn't get that far. Oh, there's a but, well, they're winning awards and like they're at the awards show and they're both on stage together. He's fucking wasted. I've only seen this clip and then he's like going, yeah, and she's like holding him up and she's like, ah, and then you just see he's just pissing himself oh. really bad. And it's like, oh, look at what this man has done. But the thing is, Lady Gaga, has, yes. this is like the, what, the third or fourth occasion she's dipped her toe in acting, because it was A Star Is Born, which was very successful. She mm-hmm. got Oscar nomination. She won mm. Best Song, I think, yeah, that year as yeah. well. She was in uh, Sin City 2, I believe. Okay. Um, and I think she was also in, was it Machete Kills? I think if Morton was here, he'd be like, yes, Machete Kills. You know, he, would, <laughs> he would confirm it. But I think, like you said that um, Paolo carried this film. I have to say, I think Lady Gaga. I think Lady did a Gaga good. did fantastic. She did a she, really good job. And I, um, again, when I was chilling with EJ, shout mm. out to EJ for getting us the tickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they also advised us if we made a podcast, they would listen to it. They would listen so, to it. Um, I think the accents were actually pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I thought, you know, um, I thought. Jared Leto's. <laughs> His, his was a bit more comedy and he's like well also we didn't know it was Jared Leto at the time but that time. character was like hilarious um, I think yeah I thought Lady Gaga did a fantastic job I think the fashion of course was mm. very on point yeah um, I think she didn't mind getting ugly and I always appreciate that especially also, with female actors but also she, I think what was interesting was the way that her character was also very sexy mm. like you know I, I, we were talking about um, downstairs like there's a scene where Adam Driver and her, he mm. after he decides he's going to marry her, he's you know excommunicated by his father, played by Jeremy Irons, um, and he goes and works at her father's truck company. And he's really quite sweet because he's playing football with the lads and having water fights, and he's just genuinely happy, which you're like, oh, that's nice. And then she calls him into the um, accounting office, and they just have like almost a comedy sex scene because they're like, it was intense. Yeah, they're just banging each other off the walls it and like sweeping away. Though. It was, it was. I was actually, this is like quite hot. Well, I'll tell what really stood out for me was when he effortlessly picked her up off the floor and Mm. I will say this to you now my plus size girls we all relate it never happens (laughs) never happens like that but he picks her up very smoothly and then she's got on a really sexy pair of suspenders Mm. and it's just shot so beautifully that you see this oh it doesn't feel like it's lingering no it's it's very realistic I felt and then he just absolutely nails her on the desk like properly properly facing the pillows go like the clappers you know that sort of thing it was a 
It was quite a lot. I, I was impressed because I think that Driver and Gaga had very good chemistry. Which you wouldn't for, necessarily expect. Well, I was going to say, for most of the film. Yeah. It's like, you know, because I think that the problem with this film, because I think, uh, before we get like really deep into the weeds with it, is like, I don't know if I'd recommend this film to mm-hmm. people because I don't think it's very good. I agree. But it's like, there's lots of good bits. Yeah, there's some really, the frustrating thing is there was, firstly, I felt it was of really high quality mm. and it clearly had a massive budget. Mm. And I thought the cast was So really many good, good locations as yeah. well, lovely to see, you know, yeah. And I think everyone was super committed. I just think they potentially focused on the wrong aspects of the story. I don't think they necessarily explained important aspects of the story, particularly yeah. the legal stuff. I found that all very confusing. Yeah. And I'm wanting to be a lawyer, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what that says about me, I don't know. Well, you want to go into like, you know, like, justice system yeah. stuff rather than into like you know uh, corporate law and but stuff but if I could put together like a reel of the best bits yeah. I would happily show that to someone yeah exactly but I think you don't have to necessarily sit through the full two hours and forty minutes to do that yeah it, it also struggles I think with tonal consistency because mm. um, EJ said that people that they've spoken to have seen this said it feels like it's a film that doesn't know what genre it mm-hmm. is and I think that's incredibly fair because like this goes from a sort of like you know slightly sappy doe-eyed romance sort of thing to a sort of political intrigue kind mm. of like you know Game of Thrones we're gonna get the stuff to a sort of more like mob thriller kind of kind of and also it has like just Jared Leto doing a comedy turn well another thing that I thought was quite odd was just a lot of loose threads for example there is a scene where as we found out Jared Leto mm. uh, but Paulo goes to um, Adam Driver's father who owns 50% of Gucci yeah. and tries to show him his design and is met with very harsh criticism. You have achieved something in mediocrity, my son. You have finally got me and my brother to to agree on something. (laughs) You are useless. Um, But he points out the Gucci scarf that he designed. The famous Gucci scarf. Yeah, the famous. And then Paolo is left alone with it, so he throws it on the floor and pisses on it. Mm. And nothing is ever said about it. No. Nothing ever comes from it. No. It, 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 you know? It, it just felt like it was an arresting moment that didn't really... A lot of things, it's just like it was these moments that didn't quite hang together mm. in the full context of the film. And, like, we were talking about it, and it feels like it could have been a TV show. Mm. Like, it felt like we watched... We just marathoned a TV show mm-hmm. with a lot of connective tissue cut out of it. And I feel like... I think it would have been really good as a TV like series. Like, if you had made this, like, a six-episode miniseries with, like, hour-long episodes, mm. like, really high budget, you know, you managed to get big names involved with it, I think mm. that would be... That would work well. It would also have space to breathe because, literally, this covers what? Like, uh... Decades. Like, 30, 30-ish? No, it starts in 76, doesn't it? And so, it goes yeah. up to like 91, I think. 91, 92? Yeah. No, no further, because ni- they're talking about 96 projections, so it's in 1995 yeah. when he gets killed. So it's like, yeah, literally like 20 odd years yeah. of story. And we just seem to move through time very abruptly. Very quickly. Yeah. It's all like, oh, I've reconciled with my father. Smash cut, he's dead. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay, didn't get to see you. What? And, and, then, and then there's the Molitio, I'm pregnant. And then she's got a little bump. And then suddenly there's like a full grown child. Well, there, well, there's a scene with them holding the baby. Yeah. And then it's like, your father's not well. We don't see the baby for a scene. Then the next scene, she's like two. We're like, what? And then she's like 10. Yeah. And just remains so for the rest of the film until yeah. the very end when she's like about 13, I assume. Yeah, it just... I think the thing that we we were talking about that kind of really, I think that lets the film down for me, is that it starts off very grounded in this relationship mm-hmm. between Maurizio and Patrizia, 
and like their sort of conflicting personalities that she's very ambitious and very driven and very scrappy I think is a good term and quite extrovert yeah and he's like this sort of quiet sort of you know technically minded legal kind of shy retiring you know he's the, you're the little mouse the little mouse was a lie um fucking weird line you're like what um but you know that kind of worked well for like the first two thirds I yeah, think yeah but then Without really sort of illustrating it in any practical way, the marriage sours. Yes. And Maurizio just cuts her out. Savagely. Yeah, and it's it's very abrupt, but also doesn't really feel earned. Because mm. it's like, we see him skiing with a lady who we don't know who, he is, who she is, and then he's like, oh, it's you, Paola. And we're like, should we? I was like, did we miss? A- well, for a second, I was like, oh, has Paolo had like a sex change like I I did think for yeah a, for a second you, you know, I cause and I don't mean yeah. this in a mean way the actress was a little bit clocky yeah just yeah. a little bit clocky I, I did wonder like I was like oh has like is that the the big thing of yeah. Paolo's plot well you also know? like the characters like you know because we have jumped through time so much yeah and we literally go from like he arrives at this place in the after escaping the money police and then yeah. we have a scene with um, the lawyer and Lady Gaga and then he's on a ski slope somewhere and then he's like oh we're Paolo and we're like what? <laughs> you, they're, they're just like oh no this is a completely different this character. is a completely different person okay, but cool. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought it for a second I did think second. I was just for a moment I was like is that also Jared Leto? yeah <laughs> yeah how many Leto's? he, he becomes Maurizio's uh, oh, mistress so, that would be the hell of a twist though no, these people were having a tra- trouble with the door um yeah, I thought Al Pacino was good. Yes. I think he was, you know, playing old Italian grandi. He was playing like, himself, yeah, he I mean. Just, he's just like, hey, I'm I am Pacino. a you're my like, little niece. You come to New York, you know, lots of that, you know. Konnichiwa, you know. And I, I thought he was fun. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't feel negative about the film. No. That's the thing, I don't feel bad about it. I'm just kind of like... Well, I don't really understand what it wanted me to feel because I agree, and I think um, for our for our listeners out there, uh, it ends with the very famous murder of Maurizio, which I didn't um, know about. Yes, but, yeah. I only knew because I think Netflix did a series on it. Yeah, um, and. I very much feel they could have made more of that. It didn't have to be the last ten minutes. It could have been the last like hour. Yeah. You know, and sort building of up like the tension, building like, up the tension. Happen. Yeah. Which they kind of did because they, like you said, yeah. that really good scene when they're at the sort of relaunch show of Gucci and yeah. like the cameras are flashing and it's kind of strobing and for an instant he sees Patrizia on the other side of the room like, and we're laughing or like you know doing something. Evil, like, yeah. You know, it's very un- un- unclear and he's like, oh, did I just see my? And ex-wife? you never find out. I do like that you never find out for sure if she was actually there. Yeah. Uh, but but also like character uh, change yeah it's, it's just like it didn't really make it didn't really track it's not that it yeah. didn't make sense because obviously it's based on real events it's yeah. like it makes sense for the people to do that mm. but it just left me kind of like okay what and then they're like oh we're going to try and cut you out of the company here's this really nice carpaccio I'm going to throw it on the floor yeah the cows are treated as royalty. And for a second I was like, oh, does that mean they killed, like, the Gucci cows that were introduced I, I earlier? did wonder if it related back to the Gucci cows. Yeah, Chekhov's cow introduced. <laughs> if you introduce a cow in the first act, it must be eaten in the third act. <laughs> yeah, it just... I mean, if we put it this way, we are now drinking quite quickly to medium glasses of red wine. <laughs> to just sort of... Um, I mean, 
but what I will say was, you know, fashion was on point. Yes, as one I would think expect. I certainly learned some stuff about Gucci that I didn't know. Yes, true. Um, I didn't know that. I no didn't know anything. The, yeah, me neither. So, I didn't know that no members of the Gucci family currently yeah. are involved with Gucci, and I was just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, and I. I liked bits of it. Mm. Yeah, this is the thing. There were mm. lots of little moments that were good. And you, you were cackling in the first half. Yeah, but it's, it is quite funny. It was. And intentionally so. Like, you know, I mean, sometimes the humour is poorly placed. Like, we spoke about, like, um, Jared Leto again. His, his moment where he's like, you know, he says the line, as a dramatic exit to a scene that's been very intense, he says the line, you must never mistake chocolate for shit. They look the same. <laughs> But they taste different. Trust me, I know. It's that last line. It's so just, unnecessary. It just gets into a car and leaves, and you're like, what? Well, I quite enjoyed it when he rang his father, and he was like, "Father, it is time for me to be free, like pigeon." <laughs> I want to soar like a pigeon. Like a pigeon. They collected pigeons. Yeah. Like, I was just like, is this a metaphor? Is this a, a thing that was true? And then I thought it was really sad that Paolo's in real life died from poverty. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. I like the, the other thing that kind of confused me about Maurizio as a character mm. is that all throughout the film he's sort of presented as this quite buttoned down, quite mm. sensible, not really like you know the one who wants to buy all the things and like you know because they had that bit when like they first go to their first restaurant and mm. she's like she's like do you want to go here? She's like oh I can't afford it. She's like I'd like to go and they go and like no we can't afford this. Yeah. And, or like when she's trying on all the Gucci stuff in New York yeah. and he's all like is it on sale? And she's like ha 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 I'm gonna get it anyway because I'll just get Aldo to give it to me. Like he's always the one that's concerned about the money. Mm. But then once he decides he doesn't love her anymore. He suddenly starts buying, buying like, loads of wildly stuff. expensive cars and million dollar antiques and like art and stuff. And yeah. So this whole other side of his character, which we well, never he really was vile. see. He was really vile in that last scene with I don't love Lady you. Gaga. I don't hate you, but I don't want you to spend my life with you. And it was when it was, and she just went like, what has happened to my Maurizio? We're like, where is he? And I was like, this is so sad. Well, I'm like, you know, so I didn't know I married a monster. Because you didn't. You married a Gucci. You married a Gucci. But I was just like, I didn't feel like that flip landed. Mm. Because it felt very at odds with the character that we'd been watching for like the past 90 Mm. minutes of film. We were just like, oh, now suddenly he's spending too much money. And this is going to be his downfall because the board want to get rid of him because he's a fucking financial liability. Mm. And also his like decision to cut all of the historic items was not made clear. Because yes. they were all like, oh yeah, we're taking like 2,000 historic Gucci items out of sale for no reason beyond the mm. fact that like, oh, my uncle's knickknacks. You know, like he just mm. did, he, he suddenly turned very against the family, even though mm. he'd been kind of like disinterested in them and mm. then got angry that with um, Patrizia that she'd ruined his relationship with the family by her trying to take over the company. And then suddenly turns around and goes, I want to dis- destroy everything that was Gucci and make Destroy complete, just everything. Yeah, make all new stuff and be a hedonist and, you know, buy a really expensive sofa that costs more than somebody's apartment. And he's like, who are you, Maurizio? Yeah, like, what, like, identity the, crisis. Yeah, it just, well, just not very well mm. structured in terms of writing, I think. Mm. That was the thing. That the first two acts kind of all held together. Yes. Like, because it was, went from romantic stuff to political struggle to... You know, the characters jockeying for the position and control mm. of the Gucci fortune. And I'm like, great. But then as soon as they get it, the film kind of loses track of what it's doing. Mm. And there's all these little bits. And then we need to talk about Pina um, as a character. Mm. Like Selma Hayek just 
for some reason. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to put a pin in that. Mm. But then the back half, but like the last third of the movie just didn't really seem joined on to the mm. first half. It felt like a diff. It felt like this was the finale to the TV show we'd just been watching, but there'd been like, you know, three episodes. I of just key wish there was more focus on the murder, more focus on the investigation. Mm. Um, you know, it would have like been, how did they catch her? Yeah, and it would have been so interesting to have the court scenes, and you know, like when you see her appear in court, she's obviously gone through some shit. She looks terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I want to know what's happened. You know. Yeah. I it it know. kind of like gets to the point just where the st- plot's about to start getting interesting. Again. Uh, yeah. And then it stops. It's like, like oh, oh well, it's not about fashion anymore, so nobody cares. Yeah. But we also like. <laughs> It was one of those things that, like, I don't think it's fair to say that I wanted more of this movie because there was already no. too much of yes. this movie. It was too long, you know. Mm. I didn't check the time at it. I know you did, but, like, I did feel a bit sort of like, where are we? <laughs> you know, just sort of thinking, like, we must be coming near the end soon. Well, I noticed um, throughout the film you were getting more and more slumped to your side <laughs> to the point that you were, you know, almost lying down in your chair, just... <laughs> It didn't command my attention in like a snappy way, yeah. you know? Um, so Selma Hayek. So early on in the film, uh, Lady Gaga sees Selma Hayek as a TV psychic called Pina. So she calls her up and asks for a cold reading. Pina tells her that, you know, you will be unstoppable. You can get whatever you want. There's a great love in your life, the cards have said. And we're like, okay, that was a weird scene. Yeah, Why was... that was a bit weird. I, mean, right I was watching it. going, Selma Hayek. Yeah. <laughs> like... I was like, because I assumed the character would not return. So yeah. I was like, what a weird choice to cast Selma Hayek. It's like, like in um, if you've listened to the um, King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword, it's like David Beckham is in that movie for literally a minute. That's crazy. He plays the he plays a lieutenant in the guards, has like two lines, and then fucks off, and you're like, David Beckham. David Beckham. Yeah, why? I, I guess he just wanted to be in the movie. He just wanted to be there. So I was like, okay, I don't think we'll ever see Selma Hayek again. But then it's revealed that she's that Lady Gaga's been going back to her for further readings. And, and again, that's just never discussed. Not really. It's just like it's just kind of like they're there and they're doing it, and then, um, and then there's the bit where they're at the sauna together, in which the mud bath in the mud baths with like a considerable mm. amount of like you know homoerotic tension. Definitely, between them. there was like, certainly some sexual tension. Going yeah, there. and there's like a really gratuitous shot of someone just rubbing mud rubbing, on her boobs. Yeah, and I'm like. And again, but the camera didn't feel like it was like deliberately being lascivious. No, it, no. It felt very neutral. It didn't feel vulgar or anything. It no. was just like, is this leading to yeah. something? Is, it, is this? Are they gonna hook up? Was it? I don't know. And then, and then they go and hire hitmen dressed in like you know out of nowhere you don't hear any lead up to it particularly yeah and it's the 90s but they're sort of dressed like it's the 70s you know leather jacket kind of like pseudo greaser look yeah it was so that scene was so weird very weird because I didn't I mean I guess if you know the murder is coming it kind of makes sense yeah but I was just like we're getting hitman now yeah (laughs) I was like what and and I thought like I just wish they had had more fun with Lady Gaga stalking him yeah. You know, you had him going through the voicemails, which I thought was quite good. Yeah. And I just wish they had more of that and yeah. less about Gucci. <laughs> I, think you, I think you could have done a thing where you paralleled, like, her slightly stalkerish behaviour at the start of the mm. film against her actually, you know, kind 100%. of, like, harassment behaviour later on. And obviously the first scene is the scene before the opening scene when Lady Gaga's voiceover is talking about yeah, Gucci yeah. is obviously the same scene yeah, yeah, yeah. when he goes to die yeah. which I thought was quite good yeah um, I, I am but a... I wish they had built up to it like in that first scene you could literally have a guy cocking a gun yeah. you know and well, like, you imply... hear him say Senor Gucci and then he 
cut cuts, yeah. you don't hear the ch- ch- of yeah, the gun. Yeah, and I think you should have. Because then, then you would have been like, oh, he's going to get murdered, you know? Yeah. Like, but then again, I feel like that's... There's a certain thing to be said about the sort of vaguely tired trope of like, you know, beginning your film at the end because mm. you basically need to kind of softly promise that there's something interesting happening mm. rather than just beginning your story where it starts. Um, me, I mean, the, me and Jim were literally discussing this the other night, actually, just like, yeah, I think we should start our stories where they begin, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. So I, th- I think that's, I mean, how long have we been recording now? Like, that, that feels like a... Have you got any particular other things that you want to... Because, like we were saying, I don't know if this is a very poddable movie, because it's like, it's there's just a just bit not, of a mess. Yeah, there's not really... And there's not really one thing specifically that's wrong with it, Ooh. I think, is the other thing. It's well think, shot, it's yeah, well edited. Good like, budget. The performances are generally pretty good. Mm. It's, the writing's a little odd, but it's like the connective tissue, like, mm. to join all the scenes together is just sometimes flatly not there. Yeah, I think, you know, my sum up would be, I think they dragged scenes on that didn't need to be dragged. I think they pushed plot points that in reality the audience doesn't really care about. Mm. I think we're more interested in, well, you are, it's like sex, action and violence, you know, yeah. it's more interesting to watch. And the, and the relationship between Gaga and Driver. Yes. Like that's, that's meant to be the crux yeah. of the movie. It's like her entering into this world that she's, you know, she's not a Gucci as people keep saying. Um, but she's still somehow better at it than the rest mm. of them because she's got that ruthlessness. Mm. And then somehow she's like out ruthlessness by Maurizio who never displayed any ruthlessness, any ruthlessness at all. Any ruthlessness anyway. Like, yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> who are you? I don't think he knows. <laughs> okay, well, if, I think if we've covered all the bits that we want to cover, um, we should swing round into Final Thoughts. Final Thoughts. Um, which mirrors the start of the show where you, uh, in a one line or phrase, how do you, how do you feel about uh, House of Gucci by Ridley Scott? I think I certainly saw some great fashion. You did? I particularly loved Lady Gaga's dress when meeting the cows. I, yes, I would wear that, that dress. That she looked incredible. She was serving some looks. She, was, she looked fantastic. And um, I think... Just focus on crime more. Let's focus on the murder. Like, why did we not focus on the murder more? That was like a rushed 10 minute scene. Says the criminology students. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, the daughter was so unbothered. Yeah. You had no no reaction from the daughter that her father had just been shot dead at all. Um, I think they focused on the wrong points. Bits of it were good. I think the actors did what they could with it. Yes. and I give like there a was a s- lot of sexy people. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like six on ten. This feels yeah. like a six on ten for me. Yeah, like at I best, agree. You know, with like some scenes that are like you know, higher. up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's peaks and troughs. You know. I'm just very happy that Paolo was Jared Leto. I mean, that's that's the true big twist Blew of this my movie. Mind. The fact that if if we were not at a cinema where your friend worked, we probably wouldn't have found that out today. No, we would have just been whoever was playing Paolo. <laughs> it was great. Doing a great job, like providing the weird comic relief. Kind of. The bit when his to what? Sorry, just when his fashion show. Get, yeah. I didn't understand and that scene. And his wife was the one singing opera, and yeah. she just kept singing opera whilst the police were coming. I in. mean, I was. Good performance. Yeah, you know, I like, didn't get that whole scene. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah, and I didn't understand the legalities. Yeah, because they it. were like, "Oh, you're using the Gucci name without permission," and he's like, "I am a Gucci." They're like, "Oh, you mean Gucci SBA, the yeah, the company owned." Yeah. So they he got copyright claimed by right. Maurizio and Patrizia. But they encouraged him to make designs for Gucci. Yeah, That's what I didn't but they understand. wanted to like kind of shut him down and gut him of money so he would sell his shares. These I think. Yeah. Ruthless. Ruthless. What are your final thoughts? 
Yeah, should have been a TV show, yeah. basically. Um, I'm not going to say don't watch this movie, but... There's th- other films you there probably are other films. enjoy more. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of what would scratch the itch of, like, if you wanted to see the sort of, you know, decadent, beautiful people. Oh, there was the, um, the series on the BBC about... Um, oh, God. I know that Callum was... My mate Callum was watching it. It's like the fake kidnapping of the son of this wealthy billionaire like he fakes his own kidnapping but then it sort of goes real oh. it's all about like it's very good yeah. like it does a lot of things like that where it's sort of like you know there's a brand involved nice. and like you know dynastic politics stuff you know that kind of thing it's I'm trying to think of like what is I think the thing I, I struggle with is I don't know what this film was trying to be mm-hmm. so I don't know what I would recommend you to watch instead of this film um, which is not a very satisfying final thought but I guess that kind of left me how the film. the film. Yeah, the film just left me kind of unsatisfied. unsatisfied. Yeah. Not like Lady Gaga in the accounting room when she got nailed by Adam Driver. The end. Goodbye.